Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. Sports betting season is in full force. NHL and NBA playoffs. We enjoyed those. And now football season is here. You need a sports book with integrity and longevity like BetUS. You may already know this, but BetUS has been pioneers in the sports book industry for almost three decades, thriving and paying their loyal customer base. That is BetUS.com, and they have loads of bonuses. Join now or call 800-69-BETUS. That is 800-MY-BETUS. US, you can receive a 125% sign-up bonus by using the bonus code SST125. That's SST125. They have re-up and referral bonuses also. BetUS is known as America's favorite sports book for a lot of reasons. No matter what the season, BetUS has all the games, NBA, NHL, team, player props, loads of NFL and college plays, whether futures or individual game odds. You can bet UFC matches and props, PGA golf, Golf and round matchups and live betting on most sports, including golf. The online casino has hundreds of games, and the race book has all your horse tracks. They have every bet type imaginable, and the Sharp BetUS mobile platform is easy with full betting options. Follow my lead and partner with a sports betting company with integrity and longevity like I did. BetUS. You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS. In the South, it's always college football season, and the king of college football reigns supreme all year long. Southern Sports Today proudly presents the Chuck Oliver Show. It's an inside look at everything college football. Now live from Atlanta, Georgia, it's time to talk college football with the reigning king of college football, Chuck Oliver, on Southern Sports Today. Several coaches around college football are about to get an unexpected one more season to turn things around. It is the Chuck Oliver Show on a Tuesday. Virginia Tech has fired Justin Fuente, which means that Virginia Tech is now also looking to hire a head coach, and they would like to get it done yesterday. Sooner rather than later, Sooner doesn't even do it. Later is not an option. Now, you want to get it right, but you also want to put some bacon grease on this transaction. And Virginia Tech has decided to move on from Justin Fuente, who has had a – he's had an above average. So, Like, if you didn't know anything about either the Virginia Tech past 25-year history or 
if you were just playing like a video game where everything kind of starts out like Notre Dame is equal to UAB on the field and you build your program or whatever, if you looked at Virginia Tech with Justin Fuente and he is in his sixth – or I'm sorry, until yesterday, he was in his sixth season – you would look at it and think trending down clearly, but it's okay. It's still okay. It's still good enough. It's all right. That's what you would think about it. A big issue is this isn't a video game, and it's not a mid-tier program. It is now, but it hasn't been since probably – honestly, you know what? Virginia Tech, they would have – they would have they would they would have little toast seasons you know, pop you know or look toast over there which just pops up out of nowhere and then they would be kind of average and they have a little toast season when they pop up again and then around the mid 90s while we weren't paying attention they got really good and went to a sugar bowl and played texas huh what we had a receiver named brian still who san diego got enamored with and so Virginia Tech, they were a player at that point. For about 15 years, you had to be prudent. You had to have a preseason conversation national championship-wise. You had to include, what about the Hokies? All right, let's talk about the Hokies. Now you would say, what about them? Virginia Tech? Did somebody change? Did Ohio State change their, their mascot? So compared to Virginia Tech, he's not been okay or above average. First season took over for Beamer. Ten wins, won the Coastal, won his bowl game, finished number 16 in America. That was a high-water mark. Nine wins, six wins, eight wins, and then last year, five and six. I don't know what that meant in and of itself, but kind of when you're looking at what happened before and now after, hmm, they're five and five this year, not very good. And they're not very sound. And when I say they're not very sound, I mean, there's just easy stuff. You watch them and they're not – they're kind of sloppy. And here's the thing. I'm a big Justin Fuente fan, and I know he's a good coach. And he's also unemployed. So Virginia Tech now also looking to hire a head coach, and it's a really good program. Good, good enough facilities. They spent on them. They doubled the size of the weight room. I think it's 12,000 square feet now. They have at least recruiting opportunities. What was the number I saw? I think there are, oh, gosh. um, I think there's like eight, eight, four, or five-star. No, I'm sorry. I've got the number here. Folks, the state of Virginia, 12, four, or five-star prospects in this class. 12. Do you know what what a four-star, five-star is? A blue-chip prospect. Do you know what happens if – if, if you have at least half your roster or four-star or five-star, you can win a national championship. Do you know what can happen if your roster does? You can't win one. Or at least you don't. Not now. Not today. State of Virginia, where the Hokies used to clean up 12 four- or five-star prospects. And so that makes... The Virginia Tech job, all of this, and fans who care and will buy tickets and give money, and you've got a TV brand still. A TV brand. If you don't think they have a TV brand, close your eyes, and I'm telling you that Saturday night, December 28th, 
there's a bowl game and Arkansas is playing Virginia Tech. Okay, I'll watch that. Arkansas is playing Maryland. Arkansas is playing Pitt. Arkansas, but yeah, you're not watching those games. Virginia Tech, yeah, okay, I'm in. And you don't care about Arkansas or Virginia, so they got a brand. So it's a really good job. It's also the fifth best job currently open. One, two, three, four, five. Fifth best job currently open, and don't breeze past currently. Because that's the point of this entire discussion. I said several coaches around college football are about to get an unexpected one more season to turn things around. Hey, Manny Diaz, maybe looking at you. I don't know. You looked at the college football hot seat. Don't like that term and don't really talk about it at all. But like David Shaw at Stanford. Boy, they liked you knowing how much better they were preseason. Do you know what they were crowing about? I think they had an all – Dan, check this. I think Stanford had an all-power five schedule this year. I think. And so they wanted to go – And they beat Oregon. And then everything else just kind of into pieces. So David Shaw, who wildly popular and is a really good coach, whatever. Maybe he's on the – what was that, Dan? Oh, it's true. Okay, yeah. And you know what they were saying in August? We play all Power Five because we're Stanford and we're better. We can handle this. Can you? Because I think you might fire your coach. So that's the one thing. Like Hugh Freeze, he wanted to smack me in the face with the Bible. And I appreciate the messages that may have just permeated and just, boom, gone right through. And I mean that. He didn't mean it. Not really. Not at least then he didn't. So if you're going to go chest out and tell me what you are, well, by golly, follow through on it. So David Shaw, he may have been fired, if not for now, LSU, USC, Washington, which is a great job. And, folks, I'm saying TCU. And if you're a Virginia Tech fan and you think, wait a minute, how can you think TCU is a better job than ours? Well, they get to recruit in Texas, A. Well, we got nice facilities. Yes, you do. The Hokies have made nice upgrades to their strength training building, their locker rooms. It's all really, it's all really nice. TCU is in a state where high schools have indoor facilities. Dan, confirm? Uh, absolutely. Even one right up the street from them. So, so yeah, uh, the Frogs don't mind if you want to take the Pepsi Challenge with their crib. So, yeah, TCU's a better job. Isn't it making more sense now why programs the level of Georgia Southern and UConn already jumped on not necessarily great candidates and they have that squared away? Like Jim Mora... He may be looking. I know in the state where I live, if you sign a contract, you have three days to get out of it. Did you know that, Dan? David? Y'all didn't know that? Yeah. Sign a contract. Just tuck that away. Got three days. You can back out of it. I wonder if Jim Moore is going, hey, wait a minute. I didn't know all these jobs were going to open. Am I locked in here? Do I have to pay a buyout yet? It's like with TCU. What was it? They joined the Big East and then paid an exit fee before they ever played a game. Oh, wait a minute. Big 12? See ya. So, yeah, the Hokies, they've got nice stuff going on. And they're fifth in line already. 
This is the real kick in the pants. Miami could open. So could another program or two, at least on par with Virginia Tech. And once a program like LSU, see, there's a level of candidate that LSU only can hire. It likely will be from a program that's also above you on the food chain. So the LSU spot, well, they hired somebody. Yeah, but now Oklahoma's open. I'm getting it, folks. Georgia Southern, UConn. If Virginia Tech or your school hire somebody that you're looking at going, mm, he's about a C-plus to me. Well, C-plus, that may be near the top of the list for too long. Southern Sports Today and the Chuck Oliver Show. We're going through an unbelievable class this year. So I'm either the dumbest human being on God's earth who's going to recruit all these guys to A&M so I can go across over here and go play against them. If I, do, if I did that, you ought, to, you ought to say, that's the dumbest human being. I don't want him to be my coach, okay? But I want to be at A&M. I plan on being at A&M. I ain't going to know. I don't want to be nowhere else. I love being right here. As Jimbo Fisher, and I will speak for the man, um, him going with the double negative wasn't to give himself technically an out. He wasn't going Bill Clinton there. Um, he, he was just being casual and being Jimbo. Um, and I believe him, and he tried to kind of cover everything there. And I'm, again, not say build in a trap door. He was asked about leaving Texas A&M and going to LSU. And my opinion would be that whatever the conversations were going to happen – they happened a week ago and two weeks ago, and Jimbo was not really part of them, and Jimbo talked to his guy. He's Jimmy, right? Yeah, he talked to Jimmy, and then Jimmy talked to whoever from LSU. And, see, Jimmy could talk to somebody from a university. It could be about 15 different people. But whatever conversation was, because now somebody comes out and says, and it could be Scott Woodward who says, when we're introducing Coach ABC, who was the only coach I ever spoke to in the process, and it's going to be true. So somebody has to come out and say something like that once they've had they played footsie or done whatever they've done from arm's length. And so, and by the way, Jimbo, for whoever's about to sign in the early period, Jimbo would get over to Baton Rouge and go, hey, look, I know everything I was telling you last week, but now, really, this is where you want to be. Um, so he, I, it, but I take him at his word. I absolutely do. And I think that there was some level of acknowledgement from the two sides that we have an opening and you're a pretty good candidate. I think there was some level of acknowledgement and I think that it was more due diligence. Well, I hired you before. And I think that it was now Jimbo has come out. So here's what we know. The conversation's already done. And this is, again, this is not, I am the coach of the Miami Dolphins. That's, that's not what he's, he's saying. I plan on being here. I don't plan on, I don't want to be anywhere else, and I don't plan on leaving. Now, you can always get fired. But Jimbo's saying, no, I don't have any plans. I'm, I, I, I kind of dig what we, got, what we got building or built here. All things being equal, I'm unemployed or I'm leaving Florida State for just the first time. N- not leaving Florida State and now leaving A&M, if I was just entering the job market for the first time as a head coach, I'm at Florida State and I'm going to go somewhere, I would choose LSU. 
over Texas A&M? Just me. You can be King Daddy in that state. And here's the thing. Almost, Dan, jump in. Almost everybody, by my opinion, almost everybody in the state of Louisiana wants you to be King Daddy. They want to be an LSU national championship LSU fan. That's what they want. In the state of Texas, it's spinning the wheel, and like 51% of it is Longhorns. There's definitely a lot of different forks going into the pie in one state over the other, but the funny thing is in Louisiana is you kind of get the little pockets of fan bases, the two lanes, the Lafayettes, the Monroes, those where you still, a threat. you still will have LSU fans there, but you'll also have people who feel like they have to be so entrenched of, I'm a Tulane fan, I'm a Raging Cajun fan, I'm a Warhawk fan. Well, they again, there's no threat to it. In Texas, I'm an Aggie, really. Well, I'm a Longhorn, or I'm a Horned Frog, or I'm a Red Raider, and we beat you four straight years. Um, that kind of stuff can happen. In Louisiana, it really can be you. And all threat. there's no real challenge. All right, uh, I'm a four-star tight end, and who are your final three? LSU, Louisiana Tech, and Northwestern. No, that's not how it goes. It, who are your final three? Texas, TCU, Houston, maybe, at Oliver. So it's just, I mean, the opportunity, I, if, if all things were equal, but they're not. They're not equal. Especially after, I mean, if Jimbo is the guy that you want so bad at LSU, well, then what do you think he's already built for three years over in Texas A&M? I mean, the point he makes is fair and at least – in what they're in position to sign in about four and a half weeks from now. Uh, it's impressive as well. What up, Dan? Yeah, you don't get very many Jesus uh, Shuttlesworth situations no, where no. you have the governor calling in a favor and saying, hey, if you pick this school, then I'll make things work out well for yeah. you. So, yeah, if you're banking on that, then usually you're going to be in a tough situation. Real quick on what you were just talking about with Jimbo Fisher, because I was actually going back and forth with a friend of mine about this last night where they were like, why doesn't he just come straight out and say that he's not going? I know exactly why. He's saying he's not saying exactly that he's not going because are you saying like be more explicit about it? Be be just be assertive of guys. I'm not answering this question. I'm not going like something like that. It's because of the guy that he used to work for. Remember how Nick Saban, it was after he had left the uh, 2006 season, and I can't remember who he did the interview with, but he talked about how he had regrets over a professional mishandling, is what he called it, of remember the most, uh, the, the, the thing that everybody remembered the most about Nick Saban at, at Miami. Guys, I'm not going to be the Alabama head coach. I'm not going to say I'm it the, again. I'm All the coach these... of the Miami Dolphins. We there have you a game go. Sunday, and then two yeah. days later, he was named the head coach at Alabama. I think that's the same thing with Jimbo Fisher is that in coaching, you have to have the never say never approach. And in this case with Jimbo, it's a he doesn't have any intentions of leaving. And I don't personally believe that he is going to leave Texas A&M. But I think that this is his way in his mind where he can best say, hey, I'm not doing it. But at the same time, not completely stepping onto a trap door and having it slide out from under him because Money can always go up. We'll see if indeed that is the case at LSU. I don't believe that it is going to be, and I don't believe to a certain point that they want it to be. I think from people I've talked with, there are people in the building who want it to happen, but I think that deep down, they know it can't really happen, so it's not really going to be an issue at all. But for Jimbo Fisher, I think he knows well enough of how the game works, and he's also been told well enough by a guy who knows how to play the game, like you said, Jimmy Sexton, who, oh, by the way, is Nick Saban's agent. 
Yeah, and I wonder if we're going to get to the point where we have an AD actually be blatant and declare, uh, here's our new coach, seven-year contract, and by the way, he will be here for all seven seasons. We are confident in the reasons we hired him, and we are going to let this play out completely. It'll be a lot less expensive. the king of college football no matter where you go with a new southern sports today app catch the best college football conversation in the south everywhere with the sst live stream and daily podcast downloaded now at the app store and the google play store now more of the best college football talk in the country it's the chuck oliver show our next guest comes to us every tuesday bottom of hour one from Pacific Northwest, and depending on the time of year that we have him on, I can say, hey, what are you doing? And he could be turning a caribou into a ribeye. Well, not this time of year. Uh, He is busy, busy, busy. I'm sure with his laptop, his cell phone, his iPad, he probably has a five-screen experience, and his job is getting more and more intense every single day as more coaching jobs open. Want to welcome on. He is CFB Matrix. It's Dave Bartu. Dave, uh, how you doing, man? Busy? Okay, so I get a call on Sunday night uh, from a client that's like, I got an interview in a half hour. It's, you know, it's it's 10 o'clock his time. Mm -hmm. On a Sunday night, I got an interview in a half an hour. That's how nuts this stuff is. And so you got to get somebody prepped, somebody ready. Yeah, I'm like, okay, well, let's go, let's go over, let's go over the, the, the analytics side of it. Uh, to have you prepared if the questions come up, um, and so bam, but and that's cool, right? I mean, I, you know, I'm I'm in the kitchen, the phone rings, I answer it. Hey, coach, my wife looks at me and points finger, get the hell out, <laughs> take yeah. the tear off. <laughs> you know, hang on, it's funny what you're saying there to me, and I say funny, but uh, because it's bringing back a memory from oh, gosh, about 20 years ago, um, when Jimmy Mora. Uh, now the mm-hmm. UConn coach got hired in the NFL for the first time. The Atlanta Falcons hired him. And I remember the owner, Arthur Blank, was saying he came in with all these notebooks and charts and all this information about what he was going to do. And it just over it so impressed me. He literally got hired because he came in with some notebooks with charts and stuff. Um, yep. So I, I assume that, uh, it, you know, we have advanced past that. Um, and, and, and just talk about like the kind of questions that you, you may be like bullet, boom, 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 rapid fire before an interview. Well, you know, m- most of what we're, what we're working on is trying to prepare. So if we're, if we're working with a head coach is trying to get a job, uh, one of the things that we work with is developing a three deep at every coaching position, right? So when they go into an interview, here are the guys I'm targeting and why, you know, it's not just here's my 10 buddies that are going to come with me no. and coach here because I like them and I trust them. Just let me be the head coach and let me hire them. We do it for two reasons. One, we want the head coach to understand what's out there, what's available, and how these guys grade as offensive coordinators, as defensive coordinators, as special teams coach. But we also, it's indirectly helping the athletic director become more informed. Right, because that's one of our jobs. You know, we we get paid to help guys, but one of our jobs is to make college football better. 
Now, it's making college football better kind of as we see fit, so we get to be the committee, right, mm-hmm. um, in terms of running the numbers. But when we're helping a head coach put a staff together uh, or an athletic director put a staff together, then we're also making those people more informed of what goes on around them because ultimately I'd love to have more athletic directors asking for, well, who's your whole staff? Guys are doing that more often, but what they're not doing is they're not understanding how good or bad that staff really is going into it and and framing the expectations. So, you know, the first thing is you go through the staff and why guys are ranked certain ways. And then some of this maybe has already been gone through before. Uh, We'll go through roster management, where are the strengths and weaknesses of the roster analytically, so they understand that. Mm -hmm. Recruiting, what are the strengths and weaknesses of recruiting in that area? What has been good? What has been bad? Uh, What needs to be focused on? Look, running back recruiting has not been good at Chuck University, so I need this running back coach on my staff because his strength is recruiting. So I'm going to hire into a strength, into a into a school's weakness. So we can do all of this for, let's say, a head coach interview in seconds. Well, let me ask you. you know, I can, let me flip this yeah. around. If and I'm going to give you a completely fanciful. See, I'm going to make something up. You know, everybody who listens in Florida. Um, let's yeah. say Florida. You get a call from the athletic director at UF, Dave. I'm interviewing Dave Clawson from Wake Forest to hire him to be head coach at at, at Florida. Here, um, tell me about Dave Clawson. It, does it work that way as well? Yeah, yeah. It it it, it can work that way as well. Um, but it's really not that simple, <laughs> you know, just talking about it on the phone. Usually uh, when you're dealing with numbers, you're dealing with reports, you're dealing with information. And so with something like that, uh, in, in any case, when we're working with an AD, here's the report, right? Here, here, here's our profile on Dave Clawson. Here's and the, and our the, profile. Yeah, the AD yeah. wouldn't get blindsided by the opening, whereas Dave, Dave Clawson, for instance, may. Whoa, wait a minute. I got an interview in a half hour, whereas Scott Strickland would know it was coming. <laughs> so he, he, Something he, like that. He has time yeah, for the report. Right. We, we, we're trying to prepare everybody uh, for situations, whether we're working for an agent or a head coach or an athletic director. It doesn't matter which way we go on something like that is are there are there numbers to tell a story to get an advantage and gain efficiencies? One of the things that we do is just simply provide efficiencies. We gather data quicker than anybody else can for our client. They don't have time for this. Could you imagine trying to gather what's taken us 10 years to put together as a head coach? while you're head while you're the OC somewhere else you know so uh, a lot of it is just ease of use being able to be there for him Justin Fuente is now the former coach at Virginia Tech and I would just say top of mind oh man he's a good coach uh, well you're a good coach until there is enough data that says well actually what you're coaching is an average program right now and specifically in state I was mentioning this before you came on in Virginia this year there are 12 four-star or five-star prospects Two of them are committed to Virginia Tech. Four of them are committed to North Carolina. Um, he stopped recruiting. I mean, and I ta- think about what you say all the time. He had one top three class in the ACC. And by one ranking, Virginia Tech finished last in the ACC in 2020 in recruiting. And that's just not possible. Yeah, well, I remember what he did last year. He did a June Jones. We talked about this on your show. I know. He, he, he openly said, I'm going to greener pastures. I'm getting a better job, which I thought was hugely arrogant for a guy that had recruited uh, Virginia Tech into the dirt. 
You know, he hadn't done anything at Tech, uh, and, and I think he was just thinking his name was that big that he would be able to just run out and get any job he wanted. He, he made it public, and when June Jones did that at SMU and thought he had the Arizona State job and didn't, he was gone within 12 months. Same exact thing. Uh, happened here, in my opinion. But what Fuente has left behind, if you're a Virginia Tech fan listening right now, you need to be patient. He left a smoldering crater. When Justin got into that program, it was a number 23 recruiter in the country. It is now 47. And he left it with the 108th worst offense in college football. And it was bad last year. So not only is recruiting gone, it, this is a shell of what Virginia Tech used to be. It, it took him, what, four years to basically wipe out what Beamer left behind for him to take advantage of. And you have how many years of bad offensive culture, bad offensive coaching. Uh, it's For somebody to turn this thing around in even two years, will be a miracle worker. It is going to take some time to get Virginia Tech back to its potential. Uh, one more before we take a quick break, uh, and I want to ask you about Washington. They've moved on from Jimmy Lake, and I, I will give you credit um, because I'd ask you about Jimmy Lake, I don't know, off season maybe, and he's like, well, first thing's going to happen is he'll fire his coordinator at some point because uh, he never should have hired the guy, and then you thought, yeah, Jimmy is probably setting himself up to get fired. Um and I think Washington's a great job, and I mean that. I think Washington, because you can win there, and there's support and money and maybe whatever else you, you want. Um, tell me what you think about Washington moving on from Jimmy Lake and what you think about that job. Well, not a surprise. Uh, you know, when I saw him hire Donovan, uh, he basically hired in the worst offensive coordinator in the Pac-12. Huge red flag. I'm always, I'm always looking at, at what head coaches do on their hires. How good are they at evaluating guys? Uh, the other guy he offered his defensive coordinator position to was a line coach in the NFL with no play calling experience. So when I found that out, I'm like, this is going to end at some point badly. You know, it was just a matter of time. Now, I didn't expect it to cascade the way it did. I mean, it went, it went from everything's fine to, every, to, to fired in like a week. Um, but it was it actually is kind of a blessing in disguise in my opinion for Washington because this was coming sooner than later. You know, it wasn't he wasn't gonna turn this around. He can't hire good coordinators, period. Now, the Washington job, totally agree with you. Okay. I mean you you go up the up and down the West Coast. I mean you got USC, UCLA, you got Stanford, uh, which is a cool place to be, but really hard. Uh, no fan support there. You got Oregon and then you got Seattle. You know, so it's it's LA, Eugene, and Seattle is really your your three West Coast spots. Um, and I don't know if you've ever been to Seattle and Washington facilities. Uh, fantastic, gorgeous, beautiful. It, it, it is a fantastic place to be. And he's leaving behind a top twenty five defense and a program that that Chris Peterson was recruiting into the low twenties. So, you know, it's the second best recruiter in the North. There is absolutely a ton of – actually, you know what, Washington? Washington and, and Virginia Tech are very, very similar. Very, very similar in that they could be the number two recruiter in their division easily, mm -hmm. uh, and it'll be a top 25 recruiter. And they could, with the right coaching, compete for a playoff spot. 
Folks, this is what you get for, oh, about a half hour on Tuesdays. This is what NFL teams, college programs, coaches, agents, players, et cetera, everybody can get uh, just by hiring him. Uh, it is Dave Bartu from College Football Matrix. We're going to take a quick break, come back, talk more with him on this Tuesday on the Chuck Oliver Show. Always college football time in the South. Now back to more of the king of college football, Chuck Oliver, on Southern Sports Today. Hour one on a Tuesday. That means Dave Bartu joins the Chuck Oliver Show. Dave Bartu is CFB Matrix. Dave, tell folks different sort of individuals you may work with and then also how to get in touch with you, please. All of them, right? 80s. Head coaches, football ops, agents. Had a great talk with an agent yesterday. Uh, he actually has a head coach uh, that is going to be interviewing, and we're going to be helping uh, put together uh, a three deep on his uh, on his staff as well, getting him ready. So we, we work with agents as well. Uh, really, anybody that has anything to do with college football and an athletic department, uh, we can tell a story and help people out. And uh, well, you know the number. Yeah. 971-217-8419 is my text line. Uh, whether you're any of those folks or just listening right now and want to talk college football, I always do everything I can to get back to anybody. Yeah, you can get him CFB Matrix on Twitter again. You can get all that information there. CFB Matrix, uh, that is on Twitter. Uh, UConn, I don't know that they have a whole lot at risk. And so Jimmy Mora, that's a pretty good get for them. I mean, is there nothing, nothing really, you know, that they're pushing to the edge of the table there and they got a name head coach, if nothing else. Right, exactly. You know, I mean, Mora is just is an epic roller coaster. Uh, at UCLA, you look at his profile. He had two really good years uh, right out of the shoot. Uh, in fact, the best year uh, since the Terry Donahue uh, era uh, was mixed in there. And then his last three years just absolutely cratered uh, with uh, three of the worst years uh, at UCLA. Uh, the guy for his career at UCLA was 14 games under expectations for the talent. UCLA had a lot of talent. Guy can recruit. So on the plus side for UConn, I think all you're looking at is a guy that is going to try to up recruiting and build the talent base at UConn. Do not expect wins. Do not expect any sort of quick turnaround or anything like that. But hopefully he can get the recruiting organized to try to build – the talent base at UConn. So it'll be interesting to see which way he goes with the staff. I'm hoping it is a staff that is uh, predominantly recruiting to try to get that UConn talent base up uh, back closer to where it used to be because it is shot right now. Yeah, I, I believe that this is another example of, like at TCU, I have no idea if Deion Sanders is considered for anything closer to the TCU level than where he is now. I don't know that. But I do understand why a school would at least have two seconds to consider it. Uh, I think in the era of the transfer portal, if you have a, quote, name head coach, especially one like Jim Mora, who can look at a guy who has said blatantly, I'm Jermaine Johnson. I'm leaving Georgia. I've got one year left before I go to the NFL. I need a stage. He's going to have a guy like Jim Mora go, I know what it looks like in the NFL. I can help you get there. I, 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 I think that's 90% of why he got the job. Quite plausibly, right? I mean, it, it, it makes sense to just try to be able to pull guys in. Uh, but, you know, careful what you wish for in the transfer portal. 
I agree um, with it's you. A, it's a, it, it is a super, super mixed bag of results. Look, only 55% of the guys that go into the transfer portal actually end up staying in FBS football. So it's not all, uh, you know, unicorns and, and four-leaf clovers in there. Uh, there is a lot of issues uh, that you deal with, and you just can't take everybody. It also causes recruiting problems and roster problems down the road. So it's got to be managed well. But I agree with you. It is a hundred percent has to be a hire to build the talent base at UConn. All right. Uh, well, let's bring it back then to Justin Fuente. Now that, that he's on the market. Uh, what about Virginia tech? Where do you think, um, what, 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 uh, which way the wind blow in Blacksburg? I don't know on that one. You know, you, you look at, um, <clears throat> like I say, from an offensive standpoint, it's terrible. Um, you know, so these guys have been coached way down for a couple of years now. Uh, so you're going to have to rebuild that. I, I would be leaning, I would be leaning stronger recruiter than stronger coach to start. And simply because where Justin left the recruiting at Virginia tech, like I said before, this was a top 25 recruiter when Beamer left, he left it in great shape. It is nowhere near its potential right now. So to me, uh, you could, you could go out and hire a really good ball coach. Uh, you could go Illinois, right? Hire a good ball coach and win a few football games, but the Illinois talent base is not going to increase. Okay. Uh, Brett is not a recruiter. So I would do it the other way. I would try to find a recruiter dominant head coach first. Now, if he can go out and hire a good OCDC, that can also recruit well. Awesome. Uh, but I, I think it's if if I'm looking for somebody or if one of my head coaches is interviewing there, I am looking for people that have been proven to recruit well in the East Coast, in multiple states, across all the different uh, coaching units. That's the direction I'd be going if I'm Virginia Tech. A credible story back when I heard it, the end of the 06 college football season and it's been proven out now uh jim grove yeah. turned down interest turned down conversation with alabama um do you think he's on the phone with dave clausen right now saying get out if you can go <laughs> grab the brass ring brother i, I don't know maybe, maybe jim was just happy at weight without the pressure Right. I mean, the, the, the amount of work and pressure and effort it takes to uh, to survive in college football is is horrible. It's really, really hard. You know it. I mean, it is 24 seven, 365. It is a pressure cooker. And I think experienced guys that get to a point um, where they just say, OK, this is enough. I'm good right here. And maybe Jim Grove was good right there. I don't know if Dave Foss is good. At Wake, um, he is right now, in my opinion, unquestionably national coach of the year. No question at all in my mind. Sure. Uh, what he what he's done with Wake. I'm good. Um, so and there's going to be a ton of openings. So so he's going to get a, he's going to field his agent's going to field a ton of phone calls. Uh, but I I think that um, I think each coach needs to find their level. You know, and, and we see it every once in a while when guys have had enough. You know, Bob Stoops, okay, I've made my money. I'm done. Chris Peterson, I got another life to live. I'm done. Uh, and, I, and I see it with group of five coaches that are good that just simply say, no, I'm not interested in that challenge. I'm sitting here making, you know, half a million, million and a half a year. Really, maybe you're. Yeah, with zero. I don't know. Maybe. 
Could you imagine Billy at Louisiana for the rest of his life? That would be awesome. I would love him for that if he just said, okay, I'm, I found my balance well, here. Let me I'm ask you real quick before we wrap this up. we got about a minute and a half, so you can run a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, Jamie Chadwell, uh, it's a big jump to go from basically Myrtle Beach to like Fort Worth or Myrtle Beach to anywhere. Um, do you think that, that he gets hired this year? I got to. Yeah, he was the lowest paid coach at FBS last year. Did you know that? No, I did not. That is a heck of a value right there for a guy who has posted back-to-back top 20 uh, offensive and defensive scoring efficiency units. He's he's had two great years, back-to-back. And so, but there's, there's still a risk there. Right. I mean, there's there's still the um, we don't know what the floor is. Right. This is a Scott Frost risk in that, you know, we've had the sample size is small, really small. And we haven't seen the roller coaster come to the bottom yet. So we don't know what the bottom is uh, on Jamie. It's there. And maybe it's not that far down, Uh, but there's going to be so many jobs open right now. Um, and based on what he's done, I just can't see him back at Coastal next year. Uh, I'm just curious who's willing to take the risk. Who had, Which AD has a big enough pile of chips to take a risk on a guy that has been basically head coach for two years? Somebody will do it, and I'm curious to see what happens and where he goes. Dave Bartu, brother, I appreciate your time every week. We'll do it again in seven days. Thanks, Chuck. All right, Dave Bartu from CFB Matrix. In fact, on Twitter – it is CFB Matrix, and that is a big jump, and and it also is would be well deserved at this point. It was um, Mike Yursich, the Oak State offensive coordinator, who then was at what Ohio State or Texas for two seconds, and um, but he was the result of Mike Gundy's internet search, and he was at like a Division two program and he was making sixty thousand dollars a year and that's when gundy called him up and all right this 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 and you would be making 300 grand a year do you need to talk to your wife do you he's asked the right question you have to say that do you need to talk to your wife yursich and gundy have both said no he cut him off i don't need to talk to anybody i take the job you don't no 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 she's good i promise we'll be there tuesday he was the lowest paid head coach, Jamie Chadwell. And um, if there, if the call comes, he's had no budget, no facilities, no nothing. Um, I would like to see him coach when he actually has some of that stuff. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply